Hello, Tom. Hello, Nick. And hello, everyone that's listening to another episode of Divine, where we explore where development and design overlap. My name's Tom. I'm a branding-focused designer, and as always, I'm joined by Nick. Hello, everybody. I'm Nick. Um, I am a developer by trade um, and do a few things, um, but, and actually most recently, um, sort of got a new full or part-time job, I guess, which is exciting. Um, But yeah, so today, Tomo, what are we talking about? Yes. We're talking about self-teaching, or like, yeah, what it is to be self-taught, particularly in... in, um, the fields of design and development. And so, what's your history on that sort of self-taught to traditional? Yeah, I mean, I guess the story kind of starts for me after high school, because mm-hmm. um, that's when I started to explore teaching myself particular things. But like, I've done formal and informal learning. Yeah. Um, I've done, you know, degrees. Well, I've done one degree and part of another, mm-hmm. and have also done like more formal short courses, but then also yeah. the the informal self-paced learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd say I've had a few experiences with different education yeah. models. Yeah. It sounds like you've almost done the whole gamut over there. Yeah, it's just um, the ones that aren't with formal institutions result in a, n- no debt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, hex, hex debt, it's, it's kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. I mean, it's probably some of the best in the world, almost, but it's still a debt. Um, but yeah, so, and in terms of, sort of, sort of my perspective, I did um, I did high school and then did uni for a little bit, um, but I think it was only a semester I did that, um, and then I've sort of been self-taught since then, with the majority of that being um, not paid courses. I've done a few paid courses here and there, but even if I did, they were very short. Um, it wasn't like a, a curriculum sort of focused attendance thing. Yeah. It was more just like a at-your-own-pace, um, small, short courses. Mm. Um, so I guess from the start like how would you say that you know how how do you find good courses or how do you find good information or how does that how does that work because obviously there's so much out there these days um and especially in dev and design um and it's you know how how do you pick good stuff yeah and it's not easy to really i guess like one one angle is to look at university curriculum Mm -hmm. look at the kind of um course titles and try and match that to books yeah um ask people who have been in the industry for a while about i think that's how i started with self-teaching design i was asking people who had been working in design or who who had completed study about kind of what books they'd recommend yeah 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 um as a as a starting point um but really i think it's just having that hunger to to learn for me, it was partly coming from not wanting to have to pay for another degree because I'd just finished right, a four-year okay. business degree. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just not going through that again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that, so there was an extra drive there to kind of learn as much as I could. 
Were you trying to sort of uh, think of like technical sort of um, things that you're trying to learn and then find courses that do that? Or were you sort of looking for more things that just piqued your interest or like how did that angle work? I think I was just trying to get a minimum like foundation mm-hmm. of design. So, you know, would start reading a bunch about type and then get exposed to layout or like someone's referenced in there. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I think the way my mind was working was like, okay, I really need to understand layout better. I need to understand what the hell this grid is that keeps getting mentioned. Um, And kind of exhaust that until it felt like there was some kind of base. Um, But again, this is all just initial reading. Yeah. You know, design's very much a practice. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's hard to say because you don't really know what you don't know at the yeah, beginning. Totally. And even like um, now, right? Like it's still a thing when I mean, like it's learning is still massive parts of our jobs now, um, and we're still on the hunt every day for good quality information, right? Um, and trying to sift sure. through stuff that's relevant or not relevant, and and whether it's yeah good or not, um, and it's sort of like an ongoing thing that we always fight every day. Yeah, and I guess it's always worth just having a crack. Like, it's it's even now it's hard to know whether a particular program's going to be worthwhile or not. Um, you know, I can think of two recent courses that I've invested in, and one was worth worth my while, and one was less worth yep. my while. Similar similar fee. Um, I guess the the latter was easier to stomach because the government paid for through a grant, right, and right. that. The, f- the former of the two was in US dollars and yeah, um, yeah. I bloody paid for it didn't I <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I mean what was what was it like for you kind of getting at the beginning of teaching yourself development like how did you find I guess moving f- from the very basic stuff onto more advanced things like how did that how did that journey happen? Yeah, I think what was important for me and something that's always dri- driven me um, is curiosity. And so I always tried to double down on that sort of motivator. And I think what, what's interesting about programming is that sort of the general concepts or paradigms around programming can be found in almost any course or almost any little project that you do. Um, it's just getting exposure and practicing the implementation of that maybe in a specific language or a specific little project that you do you know every time you do those little projects yeah you're learning little skills along the way that are relevant to that project but you're also solidifying and learning um you know higher concepts which are applicable to all the programming um so i think what i did was focused on my motivation which is centered around curiosity and anything that sort of piqued my interest i just doubled down on and didn't necessarily have sort of like a strategy of oh okay I need to learn this because um, you know it'll make me more employable or let's learn this library because you know lots of people use it and they really like it it was more just hey this is something that interests me um, let's play around with it and see if I can have fun with it um, which um, yeah I think I mean it certainly helped from like a breadth perspective as well like I touched lots of different things here and there but I think mainly for me it was just a motivator like I just enjoyed it and, and because I enjoyed it it meant that I just did it lots um, and so, 
you know, I just ended up, um, yeah, studying a lot, I guess, because I just enjoyed it so much. I mean, I probably wouldn't have even have called it studying at that point, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of just having fun. Yeah, it's interesting when that when that 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 distinction isn't there anymore. It's not like oh, I have to do this homework or I have this coursework that I have to do. Totally. It's just like I'm just doing this because it's fun. Yeah, and it's like I'm just programming, and like learning is such a big part of it that it's sort of intrinsic to it almost in a way. You know. Hmm. And, and and I guess that that's kind of like because a question that I've had in the back of my mind while we've been talking is um, account what about accountability and you know like how do you stay motivated to work through these materials? But I guess it's like a different framing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, and I think that's probably always an argument of like the question is, is traditional education still relevant? And probably one of the, the key parts about that is that accountability framework, um, or at least one of the parts is that. Um, and I think, yeah, so when you don't have that built up around you at a university or a school or whatever it is, um, yeah, keeping that motivation and that structure, um, you know, is important maybe. But I think, like I said, yeah, from my perspective, it was definitely just a... A curiosity and an interest. I guess I just went wherever I, where I wanted to, almost in a way, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get accountability is a massive part of why, you know, a more structured education can be mm-hmm. of benefit. I mean, I'm thinking about most recently doing this ten week um, UX design course, mm-hmm. which has benefited me significantly in terms right. of the the type of work. I'm doing now mm-hmm. like and the kind of value that I can bring to projects since doing it um, and that was like kind of a more formal program yeah yeah um, not not like a university degree you know that's drawn out with, we're talking 10 weeks yeah sure um, but yeah I think it's also the kind of sequence of information it's kind of the order in which concepts are presented is often what's being paid for as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that's definitely one of the big pillars is, I mean, one of the biggest questions that I always get when somebody's like, hey, I want to do programming, is like, where do I start and where do I go from there? Um, and yeah. certainly, yeah, like a uni or, a, or other courses obviously have that curriculum sort of set out in stone, um, which you'd hope um, and generally is, you know, in some sort of logical thought-out manner. Um but then there's also the drawback of that as well. Like, for example, for university, like, you could never come out of a degree and be, like, on... and be working with current technology in web because it just changes so quickly that by the time the curriculum's written, it's set, then you do the course. That's, like, five, six years. And by that stage, mm-hmm. like, half the stuff I use today isn't wasn't around three years ago. Do you know what I mean? So, like... That it's a good there's there's good parts to it and bad parts to it I guess it, it probably just depends like what kind of learner you are right and if you can if you need the structure or if you need that um, then that's fine but you know if you don't then you don't need to maybe yeah but at the at the same time I think about with Dev you know maybe maybe there's still merit in having like courses that are I think they have to be short in. Um, in length of time mm-hmm. because of how quickly things move but things like learning how to search or like learning how to find information yeah yeah uh if, if it efficiently could be a class you know 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the things that aren't, but even that would change. You know, it's like yeah, for sure. Google, um, Google's been banned. Yeah, well, don't look for um, news on Facebook anymore. So yeah. Um, yeah. There's other stuff as well that like comes along with that traditional education that isn't necessarily to do with the education, right? Like things like, obviously, socialization is a massive one, um, and networking being the more sort of like professional side of that social socialize. So, oh my god, socialization. Um, socialization. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things like study groups, like extra accountability. Um, you know, all yeah. that stuff comes along with things like that that you just don't get when you, when you study by yourself. Well, maybe not you know, not as easily, at least, for sure. Yeah, and and I suppose that co-working spaces are a, another, or perhaps a more modern form of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a really you know, interesting pr- point. I guess you have to be at some point where you bring in some level of income. Mm-hmm. It can't just be pure learning yeah um yeah. without without that though you know if i if i think about when i first first started at co-working spaces even in brazil like i was just doing coursework the mm-hmm. whole time yeah i was just watching videos and doing client work but a lot of it was learning yeah yeah, yeah. um and i mean even when we were in collingwood together you know i think i, I learned a lot about development from you and andy um because we're in that same space. Yeah. I feel like we had conversations about design as well. So, yeah, I mean, you can, I guess, get what you would get from university or, like, more formal education environments from co-working spaces, but yeah. you still you still do need to, like, pay to play, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it's got to be a bit more sort of, like, you've got to be act- more active about it, I guess, don't you? yeah. Because, like, it was certainly easy, I reckon, in those co-working spaces to just sort of show up, do your work and leave. And I think that, like, you know, quite a lot of people actually did that. Um, and you got to know the crew of people that went actively out of their way to even just, you know, say hello and whatever or hang out at the tables and chat to people and, and be around for those social times. Um, mm. And so, yeah, it's definitely... I mean, I guess that's the same, right? In uni, like, you've got to make effort to socialise and network and whatever anyway, but... I guess yeah you can as easily just go through the motions and not make many contacts yeah yeah I guess so I mean I mean I was kind of guilty of that when I was learning like I didn't have any dev friends really um at least not web dev friends and still to this day don't really have that many um and certainly don't have a network of dev friends that I feel like I probably would have had I gone to uni um it just it just turns out that at the co-working space there weren't that many devs strangely either um and mm. so, whereas yeah so i still feel like that today even that you know um i don't have that big network i've tried to join more communities especially on slack has been pretty cool um but yeah i do miss that i think of uni yeah and i i feel like the the more time that passes or perhaps the more that we work in our fields the more it's um blurry yeah you know which which way is best i think it's a blend it's 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 individual as well like what your circumstances are because you know being able to go to uni is it's a privilege as well um i think that's the beauty of i guess the democratization of education you know being able to just do these 
free courses and mm-hmm. have the same skill set as yeah. someone that um, went through an expensive course. But yeah, it is the network as well. You know, I think it was only a few years ago when I started to build a network of designer friends mm-hmm. and it's just made the whole experience so much better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's clear pros and clear cons for both, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you're unsure which way to go, I mean, there's never any harm in seeking out courses online. I guess it's like, maybe it's worth giving a bit more consideration before committing to a four-year program, because they can be like 30 grand waiting at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. That you have to to deal with (laughs) later on. And, I mean, personally, like, if if I'd seen somebody that had been learning programming for four years and doing little hobby projects here and there and definitely hitting some key things like, you know, being able to use Git and, you know, a few things like that and maybe some tooling that we use all the time. I think I'd probably prefer them over somebody that's just fresh out of uni. Um, yeah. From Just from an industry-ready standpoint, you know? Yeah, me too, to be honest. Like, I think if there's some kind of real project, like, the difference between student work and client work is huge. Yeah. Like, just hearing about unique challenges that the clients had in a case study, um, it's just, it's so much more real than, like, a project where it's clear that the designer has made up the client and the brief, and conveniently, they are the target audience, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's probably also worth saying, like, you don't have to go to university to be really good at design or development mm. like yeah for sure um but I guess you do have to be self-motivated and driven um to to work through those materials yeah definitely I mean I think I guess that part of it right is because that does say something about the person to some extent as well um, and what they'll be like yeah. in the future and like certainly development is such a heavy sort of always learning um, and always overcoming those obstacles and something that can demonstrate that they've done that already you know is surely valuable I guess we've kind of gone off on a tangent on like university versus whatever but such is life (laughs) such is life but I I think it's also about kind of making sense on how to teach yourself Mm. things what what it actually means to teach yourself things and but yeah, we have gone on a tangent, but that's, you know, that's the nature of this. <laughs> that is the nature of <laughs> a Kent Street beer on, in Collingwood <laughs> turning into a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I mean, that's, that's probably a reasonable point to end up. There we go. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next time.